Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Going to be an interesting evening with the show tonight. I've got a smile on my face as I say it. Uh, my platform is called WordPress. Everything I do on the computer starts with WordPress. And that takes me out to about 15 different sites. Cost me a little bit money to have this set up and to operate it uh, on a yearly basis. But it's got to be done. It's a terrific platform. It, it does an excellent job. Uh, and when I'm preparing for the show, and I do prepare, I put my notes on my computer screen also. So because I, off the top of my head, I don't know everything. I need my notes to refresh my recollection. And, uh, and that is part of WordPress for me. Well, I ain't got WordPress tonight. This is a disaster. Uh, when I went to get on, I, I prepared for my show this afternoon. When I went on to get on about a half hour ago, nothing. It said for the next 24 to 48 hours, you're, you're, this will be down. And the reason they're down is because, and I knew they were going to do this at some point this month, they are upgrading the whole program. Whatever I'm paying for, they are upgrading. It's going to be faster and better, et cetera, et cetera. And so for the next 24 to 48 hours, I have no way of doing my blog. I can communicate with you people here on this uh you know, blog talk radio, but the actual writing of the blog, keywestlou.com, anything that goes with keywestlou.com, you can't get tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get it the day after. And that becomes a disaster because my notes again for tonight's show, even though they're not connected to uh, the blog, the blog, actual blog, go on the computer and I put them in as part of the WordPress program. So it's a total screw up. So I'm going to do things tonight. I'm just going to talk, and when I run out of things to talk about, that will be the end of the show. Uh, I hope I can go a half hour. This is going to be interesting. I doubt it, though. Uh, so where was I tonight? We were going to have a good time tonight. I was going to take us to Saudi Arabia, Israel, China, Washington, Sydney, Australia, Key West, Venezuela, Russia, Greece, Bastogne, Amsterdam, Woodstock, and more. I don't know how many of those places we're going to be able to find tonight the way I have to do this show. Uh, let me say this also to you since I have time to share thoughts with you. I've been doing this blog now for 13 years. I did absolutely nothing to publicize it, though I'm on a platform. You have to be on a platform to have a blog. And I use whatever they have available to get me out to these 15 different sites. And as a result... Again, without any advertising, and I don't charge, uh, I have in excess of 60,000 subscribers. Impressive number. I'm impressed. 60,000 subscribers. Uh, so a lot of people are reading me, and I get a lot of comments. Uh, and they come in, again, through those 15 different sources, so you don't know who's commenting beyond your uh, particular uh, site that you, you find key, the blog on Key West Loop. Where I'm going with this is this. I got over 60,000 subscribers, which isn't big. 
it, it is big, but it isn't big. But I think it's big because I didn't do anything uh, to build it that much. People just kept saying to their friends, you got to read this guy. And it became that way. But here's where we're at. Uh, last year, and I never mentioned this last year, but there are different rating groups. There are, like, there are different groups that are organizations that will give you uh, who's going to win the election, who's in first place, second place, third place. Well, there are organizations, apparently, that rate blogs, rate blogs, and they rate blogs by the state. I am told, I have read, that there are thousands of blogs in this state, thousands of blogs, and I can believe that. Everybody I know is doing a blog, uh, but they don't do it often. They do it once a month, twice a month. you got to really work at this to do it every day like I do. Anyhow, last year... I was advised that my blog, com, and I'm smiling and laughing because I think this is terrific, but at the same time, I'm not trying to evidence a big head. I'm just proud of this. It's in the top 20 in the state of Florida. Last week, the ratings came out for this year. Guess what? com is still in the top 20 in the state of Florida. That's pretty good. That means a lot more people are reading me, okay? You don't have to subscribe to read me. You don't have to be one of those 60,000. You can still read me, which means there has to be. If I'm in the top 20, it has to be more people reading me. Though from what I understand, this isn't based on numbers alone. It's based, excuse me, on the quality of the blog. And from what I can gather, I cover enough diversified uh, issues, and the, uh, the people seem to react well to it. Enough of the bragging. Uh, where are we now? Okay, let's see what I can do tonight. I'm just eating up six minutes. I don't know how far this is going to go. Today, our esteemed President, Donald Trump, said Jews are disloyal if they vote for Democrats. Jews are disloyal if they vote for Democrats. And he said the reason they would vote for Democrats is a, and I would quote something like, lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Now, I've been interested in politics my entire life. I was never a candidate, but I've been interested in as an observer. And uh, most Jews are Democrats. Most Jews are Democrats. There are some that are not, but a greater percentage of Jews are Democrats. So if they vote Democrat, this, in the 2020 elections because they're going with the, the, the uh, party that they've been with for years and their family's been with. For some reason, Donald Trump has become a primary big supporter of the Jews, of Israel, to be specific, since he's been elected. Now, he probably hated Jews. I'm going to say that because this guy seems to hate everything. He probably hated Jews before he became president, but he found it was a good way to get support and money. I, I can't remember the man's name, but there is maybe Edelson. Uh, there is a very wealthy uh, man of the Jewish faith who contributed ultra big dollars, big dollars to Trump's campaign. Uh, and he may have gotten some other major contributors. Now, Nothing's for nothing in this world, even in politics, so that's a terrible thing to say. We like people to believe that our elected 
uh, representatives do things because it's the right thing to do. We know they don't. Many of them are whores. Uh, you know, who can pay? He, who can pay the, the, the fiddler is going to get the tune they want. Uh, and so it goes. So, but Trump says this is the way it is, and I think he is wrong. Look at all the things he's done for for Israel so far since he's since he's been elected. Netanyahu loves him, the president of Israel. Now, Netanyahu is in his tenth year as president. Trump would love that. Uh, actually, he'd love to be like Zai from Japan and declare himself president forever. And he could very well try between now and the election, or if he doesn't like the result of the election, do it while he's still president and before whoever was technically a, a properly elected gets sworn in. Uh, and he and Net- Netanyahu are, are the birds of a feather. They're both authoritative. They're both nationalistic. They are both ultra-conservative. Uh, they have similar friends. Now, we're friends with the Israelis. They're with the friends they're with us, and we are with them. We are with them big time. Saudi Arabia has always hated the Jews, always hated Israel. In the last couple of years, since Trump's election, Saudi Arabia and Israel are buddies, hand in hand. Netanyahu is close to Saudi Arabia. They do things together. They speak well of each other. And how many, was it 50, 60 years ago when Israel began the Middle East, including Saudi Arabia, was going to kill these people the rest of their lives, and they're still trying to do it a lot of these uh, Arab countries, but not Saudi Arabia. So, where are we? Uh, it's a little harder when you don't have notes to go by. Uh, there, A lot of these people like Netanyahu and Trump are white nationalists, and they're white supremacists. Okay, and this is why, since they are and we are, they support, uh, Trump supports Israel because they think like him. Netanyahu thinks like him. They're friends of Saudi Arabia, as I said, and they're both authoritative. Uh, Jews have been accused of trying to take over our country. I know this sounds crazy. And what Trump seems to insinuate, insinuate is that he's protecting, he's protecting our country from the Jewish people taking over. Would you believe that? Uh, Charlottesville. Remember the marches, the marchers in Charlottesville, the white nationalists, the white supremacists, the Ku Klux Klan? They were anti-Jewish. And do you remember, as these groups went down the streets, a lot of them were saying, we're not going to let you take over. And I wasn't quite sure which you, who you was. I thought at first it was people of color. And then I realized it could be people of the Jewish faith. And I think it was both. But yet Trump supports them, okay? He supports them big time. He didn't denounce any of these groups, as you, you recall. Uh I find it strange also that Trump is, and he should be on the side of Israel, but the way he's on the side of Israel, at a time when the whole world is becoming anti-Semitic. He generally plays the horse he thinks is going to win, 
And I would expect him to be anti-Semitic, but he isn't. I'm not telling him to. I don't want him to be. But what he's doing is not for people of the Jewish faith. It's, he's, he's engrossing himself. He's ingratiating himself uh, as Donald Trump. Maybe he wants to build the Trump Hotel, hotel in Tel Aviv, uh, one in Saudi Arabia, one in Dubai. Who knows what this guy's going to do? Let me tell you uh, another interesting thing around about Donald Trump. This past week, he comes up with absurdities. He's considering buying Greenland. Now, why the hell would we buy Greenland? Okay? And I'm sure, I'm sure that the American public, back in, I think it was 1804, something like that, Thomas Jefferson, when he was president, made the Louisiana Purchase. Everyone had a thought that he was crazy at the time, and they said it. I mean, he more than doubled the size of our country. Uh, but he bought it. He got a good price. He bought it. We don't need Greenland. Greenland doesn't want to be purchased. Did you see the comments that came from certain uh, political leaders of Greenland and prominent business people? They said, we don't want to sell. What are you, crazy? Where did this come from? Well, it just so happens that Trump is scheduled, it has been scheduled, to meet with the president of Denmark, a woman, I can't recall her name, I don't have my notes in front of me, uh, in September. And he announced today he's calling off the meeting because Den Denmark, Denmark, in effect, and they, they control, Greenland is part of Denmark, but it really isn't what it is. And Denmark said they wouldn't even consider transferring title to Greenland to the United States. It was absurd. And he said, because this woman don't want to sell Greenland to us, I'm not going to have our conference that we were going to have. The whole purpose of the meeting was a typical meeting. Let's, let's you know, we got any problems of any kind, let's discuss them. And he said, I'm not meeting with her. She don't want to sell us Greenland. I don't want to meet with her. Why is he going after her now? This is such bullshit. We have so many things to worry about. He's worrying about this. I love today when it came to, I think we're going into a recession. I've been saying this. I'm late. I thought the recession was going to come earlier this year or at the last part of last year. Now I suspect it might come by the end of this year or the beginning of next year. A lot of people are saying by the election or before the election, just before or after. It's coming. You can't have a whole world in disarray economically, with instability, with the stock markets in every country going up and down in radical and dramatic amounts, with tariff wars all over the world. Now, who is responsible for everything that's going on, the economic crisis worldwide? Donald Trump. These tariff wars initiated everything and started everything. He's the guy, if we have a recession, and he knows it, you know, the world's going to blame him, and the American people are going to blame him. All right? We're not doing well economically. He keeps saying things are good. But he wants now to help us out tax-wise. Over the weekend, he says, maybe, maybe I'll cut the payroll taxes, uh, which has been done in the past by some presidents. It isn't a big deal when you cut the payroll taxes, but it does put in everyone's pocket a few more dollars every week. Not big, but a few more dollars is something, depending on, on how much you make, of course. Today, he comes up with a beauty. I, I watched him about an hour ago on television. He says, you know, he says, I, I may index. 
Now, he don't know what the hell indexing is in the economic world. I'm going to tell you frankly, I don't really understand indexing. I'm 84 years old. I probably heard the term six times in my entire life. I know it has to do with money. I know very few countries, if any, have ever done it, but they talk about it on occasion when things are tough. And basically, here's what I know about it. I'm going to read you what indexing is. Uh, I have a note on this. I wrote this earlier. Uh, and I looked it up in a dictionary. And I have my old red dictionary here, about three inches thick. Indexing. It is used in the financial markets. It's a statistical means for tracking economic data by grouping a specific market segment or as an investment management strategy for passive investments. I'm not even going to read it to you again. Don't tell me that it's not confusing. And unless you're an economist, don't tell me you understand that, right? As I read it, that's it. Uh, very confusing. And if I don't know it, he don't know it. I'm going to say it that way. And if you don't know it, he don't know it. Uh, because he's not smart. This man doesn't know very much of anything, Donald Trump. And now he's thinking of indexing. And when he thinks of these things, you know, his economists who work with him in, in the White House may say, you know, we could look at the indexing. So he goes out. He don't know what the hell indexing is. You say, yeah, take a look at it. He announces in his press conference today, I may do indexing. And he'll talk about it tomorrow and the next day. Uh, and the man doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Which now, where am I here? 17 minutes I've eaten up with nothing. This is good. I'm doing good. i got to say, uh, I was a little nervous. Uh, all right. So, Oh, by the way, American Jewish leaders, American Jewish leaders are outraged by, by Trump saying Jews are disloyal if they vote for Democrats. Jewish leaders in this country are outraged by what Trump said in that regard. Uh, just sharing it with you. Let's see now. Trump is talking, you know, now. We may have a recession. He's talking to his big donors. I caught that on TV, too, uh, that there may be a potential moderate and short recession. This recession is going to be the mother of all recessions. This recession could be as good as the Great, Great Depression of uh, 29. It could be as good as the recession of 2008, which was not as bad as the recession of 1929. But it could be somewhere in the area of those two, because it isn't just going to be the United States. Germany's ready to fall over, okay? Germany's in big trouble. Italy's in big trouble. They're ready to fold. Things are tough. In fact, their president resigned today. I don't know why. I just picked that up over the on the... Um, on the TV at some point today, but he's the president of Italy's saying, I'm going to resign. And it has to do with the money. I know that. Uh, so, 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 what can we talk about now? Uh, what's happening in Hong Kong? I worry about Hong Kong. I'm surprised nothing very bad has happened so far. Uh, the, Hungarian Revolution, 1956. Uh, it was the college students. It's always the young people that do these things, by the way. It's the millennials. Uh, 
And I knew one of them very well. He ended up escaping and came, and our government put him through college. He was my classmate for two years, and we used to speak almost every night together after dinner. And I remember, he said, you know, we were drinking beer. We're college students. And he was a college student when he was talking with me. And he says, after a while, we get pissed off because the Russians are all over town. So we start throwing beer bottles at them. Well, they start shooting at us. <laughs> so some of the guys get guns and shoot back. And now we're throwing Molotov cocktails. Then the Russians sent in the tanks. And that was the end of the Russian of the Hungarian Revolution. And my friend and hundreds of his friends of the same age, college-age people, had to get their asses out of Hungary right away. And the whole world took them in after that um, because they stood up. They stood up to communism big time, but they had to get out or they were going to get killed. Uh, they were going to be sought after to be killed. Now, what was another situation like that? Oh, Tiananmen Square. This is in this is Japan. Was it in Hong Kong or Beijing? I think it was Beijing. I could be wrong. Don't blame me if I am. I'm going off the top of my head, but Tiananmen Square was a big uprising by college students back in the 1970s, big. And it went on for two or three days. And I'm going to tell you something. The communists, they know what to do to put this bullshit down. They sent in the tanks, too. They wiped out the NEM Square. It was over. (laughs) The revolution or whatever they were doing, the protestations, the demonstrations were over. Now, we've got this thing in Hong Kong. And these are millennials, by the way, who are leading this. They're not people 84 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. These are kids. I call them kids. They're, they're college-age students. They're, they're high teenagers, 16, 17. They run up to about 30 years old. Women and men. Women are big in this demonstration, just like they were in Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square, but they weren't taken care of afterwards by the Chinese. Anyhow, uh, China has those tanks. These big military vehicles, you've seen them on the Internet, you've seen them on television, and they're sitting, they're sitting on the border of Hong Kong waiting to go in. Now, it's been one a week or more, and they haven't gone in yet. I don't know why, because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that re- that semi-revolt will be over just like that if those tanks go in. They have nothing to fight against them. Of course, China has its own problems. They have economic problems now because of Trump's tariff war. They're hurting over this. We're both hurting. Uh, And they've got other problems, and things are shaky there, so I guess they're handling this gingerly. I would send in the tanks. I would send in the tanks. Jeffrey Epstein, he comes to mind now. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, This guy, he had to have a wild life. Disgusting, no question about it. Uh, I read somewhere today, earlier today, that uh, at one point he did a favor for a very wealthy Frenchman. He did a favor. It was a big-time favor. Remember, Epstein has a lot of money or had a lot of money. And the and the fellow he did the big-time favor for in France, who was another billionaire, uh, took three 12-year-old girls. 12-year-old girls, and he sent them over. He flew them over to his home 
in New York City for one night, and then he flew him back. <laughs> and that was the present he gave Epstein. This guy was sick, Epstein. The guy who sent the kids was sick, but Epstein had to be a very sick man. And I'm going to tell you something. I think we're going to be shocked when some names come out of the people who were on the plane and went to his island in the Caribbean, if there was any playing around going on those planes, what was going on. Uh, this is like, I, I compare what's going to come out with this, with the pedophilia in the Catholic Church, and now it's coming out with the Boy Scouts. All right. That was Hong Kong. Jeffrey Epstein Lewis, think of something else here. Uh I like, by the way, the squad of people that he keeps knocking. Uh, what's her name? Talib, T-L-A-I-B, I think you spell her name. She's a Muslim who wanted to go over to see her grandmother in Palestine. And the word is Trump called Netanyahu and said, don't let her into Israel. Keep her out. And within an hour, she was told she couldn't come. And she had to go through Israel, apparently, to get through Palestine. And the other girls, this whatever her name is, Ocasio Cortez, I think it's they're good for us. They're good for us. They may be young, they may not know everything, um, but they seek truth. I believe they seek truth. They may have their own personal axes to grind. You know, I'm anti-Jewish. Some of these girls may very well say, but whatever, they're out there speaking the truth. And it's time that we put some more young blood into government. We have too many old farts, if you will excuse me. I love Joe Biden. I know him personally. I believe he would make a great president. But every other night I say to myself, wouldn't it be nice if we get a guy 20, 25 years younger, or a woman 20, 25 years younger? So I don't know. I, we, we've, we've got to get young people back in. And, you know, 35, 45, 45 is... 35 may be young, 45 isn't young. Uh, these people are mature enough to have businesses. Some, some of them have had businesses, young people, and they've made millions of dollars. So, all right. We got big golf this week, too. Big golf this week. The FedEx, big golf, very big golf. Watch it. If you're into golf, you will watch it. If you're not yet to watch it. They're playing for $10 million, not just this weekend over a series of another two weekends, I think. The guy who comes out number one is going to get $10 million. Uh, hurricanes, hurricanes, hurricanes. Irma was September 10th. Uh, I wrote about 10, 12 days ago that the word from the weather reporters, the scientists, NOAA, that followed the hurricanes through the United States government, it said we're going to have a bad year hurricane-wise here. It's very possible we're going to start getting hit and hit early. Then all of a sudden, two days later, they report they're going to change it because uh, it had something to do with the winds, the winds, the winds on the Pacific. I've got a mental block. El, El Nino. El Nino blows big winds. And El Nino was a big wind this year, and it was blowing winds high up across the United States. And so... The hurricane winds that were coming from Africa were being pushed back out to the sea and kept in the sea by El Nino. And uh, something like that. I may be wrong. I may have it reversed. Anyhow, El Nino isn't what it was, and therefore we may not have a bad hurricane season. 
And I recall hearing on TV again today uh, that it was announced, we got to, the next 10 days, don't worry about anything. We worry all the time down here. Uh, how are we doing, Melissa? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. I only got two minutes left for the show. <laughs> Congratulate me. I didn't think I'd get through this thing tonight. Uh, let me say this, too. Uh, read my blog. You can't read it tomorrow morning, but the 160,000 people subscribe to, you don't even have to subscribe to it. You can pick it up on your own every day. Uh, but I'd appreciate it if you read it, keywestlou.com. Don't go looking for it till the day after tomorrow. Um, remember, it's in the top 20 blogs in the state of Florida. That has to be a big deal. And that's all I've got to tell you. I, I, I've got to say it again. I think I did terrific tonight just talking. Uh, so let me finish this way. This is Louis Patron signing off. Thank you and good night.